Good morning. Yeah, I'm going through puberty. Yes, um, this is, uh, if you're here visiting with us, this is not my typical voice, but it's what you're getting this morning. So if you're expecting a Barry White song or something like that, that's not going to happen. You don't want this guy to sing. Um, Let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for, Lord, for this new life that, that, that we experienced here this this morning. Thank you that each and every day you're calling us, God. You're, 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 you're wanting us to chase after you. And I hope that that's what we would do. I, I, I pray that we would come to, to those places where we surrender and we submit, Lord, and we would chase after all that you have for us. I hope this, I hope this, this morning, Lord, that there would be some encouragement for that, that the word that, that would be shared this, this morning would be something that would draw us closer and a better understanding of who you are. So help me share that, Lord. Um, and I pray that there would be ears that would be open and hearts that would be open to receive whatever it is you want to say this morning to them. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, like, like Sarah said, I'm highly competitive um, this year I will win putt-putt, um, you know, to, to go alongside with that, you know, uh, I, we want to have fun with that, but as, as well as the, the putt-putt a meal, I'm also going to have somebody come and guys, they're going to have somebody who's, who's going to come share that, that night too. So during our meal time, somebody's going to speak to us about guy stuff. So, um, sign up, get, be a part of that and we'll have, a lot of fun with it. So, so the last few weeks, um, if you've been visiting, this is the first time you're going to hear me speak. So you can make your decision of whether or not you want to come back after this morning. All right. We've had a wonderful time over the last few weeks of just hearing some different voices and really sharing what, what I believe God's just kind of stretching us and kind of challenging us to go into. And alongside of that this morning, I want to bring us and start us into a new series that I'm going to call Pause. And it's just kind of knowing that we're in, a, we're in a day and age, we're in a culture where we're moving 150 miles an hour, where we're go, 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 go. And along with that, there's so many moments that you and I don't pause. We just continue, we move forward. And most importantly, through that process of not pausing, I believe we stop seeking we stop surrendering. We stop listening to what God is saying. I've been in a season this, these last few months where it's been really, really busy. And I'm, I, I, you know, uh, I, try to be as, uh, I try to be as vulnerable with you guys as I, as I possibly can. But I was meeting with, um, with my friend Matt the other day. And he says, what's going on with you, man? And I said, man, things are good. Life is good and things are going really well, but I'm just really busy. And because I've been busy, I haven't had some intimate moments with Jesus. I've had some reading my Bible, praying for things and whatnot, but there's something about, and, and I hope you understand when I say intimate moments with Jesus, it's like this, and some of you can relate 
on this level, but maybe some of you are married and you know your lives get busy and you kind of just pass yourselves. You say hi, you have some meals, you know, you kind of do that, but there's something about not being with one another that you kind of miss. And you kind of go, yeah, we're, you know, our marriage is doing well, we're, our life is going good and all these things, but we're just busy and we just haven't really connected. And, and I bring that back into my relationship with Jesus that there's just been moments right now where I've been, I've been really busy and I haven't paused to have these intimate moments that I love having because I'm used to those being regular things for me and, and I've just allowed this last season for all very good reasons to get away from getting into those quiet places. And so just as much as I'm going to share this with, with you this morning, I'm speaking this over myself just as much over the next few weeks that we're together talking about this, but this ability for us just to pause. And the first thing that I want to um, kind of bring to the bring to the table with this and what the the message this this morning is really going to be surrounded by is the ability to pause to pray. And like I told you there's been moments over the season where I've just, you know, I have prayed. But I haven't prayed. But I haven't sat and just listened and I haven't just just allowed my soul to be filled. So I want to kind of talk us through this, and there's a great example of this, and, and nobody exemplifies anything better in this, in this word than Jesus. I think he's, uh, he just does things and did things that today we would look at and be able to go, that's me. That's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of what's going on. And, and I love that Jesus came in the form of a man because he also had to deal with the struggles that you and I have to deal with too. He wasn't exempt from any of those. He still had them. He was just so foundation and he was so, um, you know, so, so wired with the father that he didn't struggle with them as much as you and I did. He was able to get over them very, very quickly because he knew his source. He knew where to go. He knew where to be when this was going on. So the, we're going to be in, in one set of um, scriptures this morning, and it's Matthew 26, 36 through 46. And it's this wonderful scene where we're coming to the end of Jesus' ministry, and he's about to be crucified or begin to walk down that road of being crucified. And it's the last point in this stop in Gethsemane where he comes and he stops and pauses to pray. And we'll start with the story in in verse 36. And it says, Then Jesus went to his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of, of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. I want to pause here and really want to focus on verse 38. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. 
I'm willing to believe and I'm willing to say that some of you came into this building this morning and you feel that way. Your soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. To the point of death. Because of whatever you've been going through, whatever you've been trying to manage on your own, whatever you've been trying to overcome, whatever it is that you've just lugged onto your back and said, I can do this, it's brought you to this place now. This point of sorrow where I just feel like, you know what, I'd be better off dead. Because this is just too much for me. This is just too much going on. But there's something about this. There's something that begins to happen here, guys. That when you and I begin to pray, it brings life to our soul. And there's something here that Jesus knew. There's something here, guys. He was about to be faced with going to the cross. This this, this huge undertaking. And he knew the only way he was going to make it was in these moments he had to pause and he had to run to the Father and say, God, fill my soul because I need to remember why I'm doing this. I need to, 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 to be brought back to that place where I understand what it is you're doing. And sometimes some of the things you and I are going through, we're going through them and it's a moment in time where God's trying to do something. He's trying to, he's trying to rewire you. He's trying to show you a bigger picture. He's trying to do something in your soul that only he can do and that he wants you to be a part of. But too often, guys, you and I run from it. And we have to take this position here and we have to come back to this place where we pause for a moment and say, God, who say, Father, my soul, my soul, it's just empty right now. It's just empty. And, and for some of us, you've tried filling your soul with other things. You've tried filling your soul that has only led you to bigger holes in your soul. It's only led you to places now that you wonder why you've, you're not feeling any different, but yet you're trying all these other things. And the one thing you're not doing is praying. The one thing you're not doing is seeking the Father. The one thing you're not doing is casting everything upon him and saying, God, what do you want to do with this right now? What's your plan in the middle of this situation right now that I see no light? That I see it not getting any better? That I see it not changing? But just maybe, just maybe there's something here that you want to do. And in the moments like this, guys, I'm challenging you guys to pause. And pray. And you might not even know what to say. There's no such thing as perfect prayers. There's no such thing as perfect words when you pray. It's just what comes out of here when you pray. That's all that needs to happen. Don't try looking. Don't try listening to what you heard somebody else pray who knows a little bit more about you, or at least you think they know a little bit more about you. And they use words that you don't understand, but you use them and you don't even understand what they mean. Instead of just praying words that just sound like, God, I need your help right now. I can't handle this anymore. This is overwhelming to me. Because it's in those moments when you and I pause to pray. It's in those moments that he begins to reach out, that he begins to 
to change the circumstance where he begins to work in what's going on. And we begin to see what's another point that begins to happen. And we'll see in, in these next few, few verses here, starting in verse 39. He says, going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Then then he went away a second time and prayed, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. There's something here that I want you guys to, to recognize, and I want you to see as we, go into this next, as we go into this next slide here. We have two verses that sound the same, but are completely different, and we'll start with the first one. He says, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. There's something about these verses that when you begin to pray, the Lord begins to change your perspective. He begins to allow you to see things a little bit different. So from this, go back to the other one. From this point here, he prayed this, went back, found that they were sleeping, came back, and then here was the second prayer. My father, if it is not Possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it. May your will be done. The second one sounds like, you know what? I guess if this is what I have to do and I guess if this is what I need to be, let's do it. The first one didn't sound like that. The first one said, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. So from this prayer to this prayer, He had a change of perspective. And sometimes you and I, that's all what we're needing. That's all that we need at the moment is a change of perspective. And just by pausing, just by calling out to the Father, just by letting him be, just letting him hear what it is that you have and what you're struggling with, just maybe he'll begin to change your perspective. This didn't change what was ultimately going to happen. This didn't change and and detour Jesus going to the cross. He still went to the cross. It still happened the exact same way that it was supposed to happen. But instead, he kind of went with it like, okay, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. And today, there might be something. There's something maybe God's doing. Maybe he's asked you to. Maybe he's showing you. And right now, you're scared out of your mind. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what to do. And just maybe you need to pray to have a little bit different perspective that would say, whatever it is, I'm ready. Whatever it is, take me there. If this is your will, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to go for it. I'm willing to accomplish what it is you want to get done in me. 
And some of us this morning, you just need a change of perspective. Because some of you are thinking it's the worst time, the worst situation. And who knows, maybe it's the best time. Maybe it's the best situation right now. Because it's God's plan. It's what he's doing. It's what he's creating. It's what he's folding and unfolding out in your life right now. And possibly, just possibly, we need to have a little bit better perspective. You and I look at things in so many different ways, right? Half glass of water. Some of you said, no, full. Half full glass of water. It's a different perspective. It's still half, regardless. And some of us need to have that change. Some of us need to have that different perspective. And too often, here's the... here. Here's one of the bombs that I'll just drop on everybody this morning is too often, guys, the perspective we're leading our life by is the perspective of the world. I might need to say that one one more time. Too often, you and I are living and trying to accomplish what God wants to get done out of the perspective of the world. We're trying to see things happen and we, want the, and we want them to happen the way they function, the way that the world functions. Because that's the right way, that's the fun way, that's the not painful way. I get whatever I want that way. And unfortunately, the perspective as you come to relationship with Jesus and you come to call him your Lord, your perspective has to change. It's no longer what you want, it's what he wants. And that's the battle that you and I constantly have. That's the battle that you and I are constantly going through, is trying to die to what we want. But when we pause to pray, when we bring these things to the Father, so often he changes our perspective. And we begin to begin to see things the way he sees things. And I love that Jesus had that moment there. And I love that there was a change there. I love that the prayer changed because there's been so many moments in my life. How many of us are married in here? A few of us, right? Okay. Some of you first year married just went, I get to raise my hand now. Oh, oh boy. Uh, Tori, Alex, yeah, right on. Anyone else I miss? Right on for you too. There are moments, and I'll kind of lay this out in the sense of relationship, kind of changing perspective. I have a pretty amazing wife, and um, sometimes she doesn't agree with what I say. Anyone else have that issue? Someone? Oh, Michael, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, and there's moments where I, I truly believe that my perspective is better than hers. And I can even show you something that says, this is why I'm right. Okay? Right? Right? Uh-huh. You're following me, right? Following me. me. Now, I'm, I'm about to be married 18 years. I've learned a thing or two. I've learned a thing or two. My perspective is not always the right perspective, even if it's right. Did you catch that? My perspective is not the right perspective, even if it's right. Because I have to think about somebody else. 
because I have to think about them over myself. And there's something about that that I've learned through this process of praying that my wife and I can be in any type of a discussion or let's just say heated discussion. And every time that I've left that discussion and I have paused to pray, I always come back with the ability to say, honey, you're right. Honey, what you're thinking is better than what I'm thinking. And even have to squash that I'm right inside. Because sometimes you can do that. Sometimes you can go to somebody and say, yeah, you're right. But inside, you know what you're really doing? You're going, yeah, but I'm right. I'm giving them your way right now, but really, I'm right. And that's what, and that, that just makes me feel better that I know inside that I'm right. But when your perspective changes, that little thing inside of you that says that is right, that also needs to go away as well. That also needs to remove itself from the way you're thinking. So when I come to this place of understanding the perspective of the Lord, what that means is that what I think, I need to die to that too. That what I think is happening or what I think should happen, and even in the back of my mind, I go, okay, God, I'm going to do it this way. But still, there's a part of me that says, I think it would be done better if we did it this way. As you begin to move forward in trusting and being obedient to what God is speaking, those moments need to be less in your life where you say, but, where you say, I think, and instead they should become moments that say, I believe, I trust, I have faith that what he's doing and where he's leading me is much better than where I ever thought I could take myself. Let's go to the rest of the verse here. He says, then he returned to the disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come. The son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Prayer prepares you for what's next. Think about this right here, guys. The end of that scripture is a different dude. When they first started, he was like, guys, I'm just going to go pray, right? I'm, I'm sorrow. I'm, 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 I, I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm all this. Perspective changes. He prays. He comes back. And now I want to read it in a different tone to you. I want to read it to where I, I, I think it was, it was heard like this or spoken like this. It says, then he returned to the disciples and said, are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come. And the son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, get up, let's go. A little bit different than when he first started the, the, the passage. You know, full of sorrow, overwhelmed. Man, he ends with this, come on, guys. God has spoken. He's shown me something. He's, he's doing something here. We need to accomplish it. Let's get after it. Because something begins to happen, guys. There's something that happens when you and I pray. He begins to prepare you for what's next. This was going to be one of the hardest things that we get to see in Jesus' ministry, him going to the cross. Right before this happens, right before going to the cross, all the things he was going to have to endure before he got to the cross. Crown of thorns. 
whipped, mocked, called a liar. All these things. That is not, if I told each and every one of you that you were about to have the worst day, how many of you would go, let's go. I'm ready. About to have the worst day, bring it on. If that were what what I was going to tell you before something happened, each of us would probably go, oh, not again. Another bad day. Come on now. But instead, when he paused to pray, perspective changed. Now he was prepared for what was next. And maybe, guys, just maybe right now, wherever you're at, whatever you're facing, whatever is coming up, and you feel that it's bigger than you, maybe you just haven't prayed. Maybe you just haven't sought the Father in a way that sounds like, I trust you over what I need. Because you will never be prepared or you'll never feel like you're prepared for what's coming, guys, when you are asking for something that only helps you. Because most of the prayers that you and I pray are the most selfish prayers that anyone could ever speak because you and I only think about us most of the time. You think about yourself over what the big perspective is, what the big plan is, And maybe, just maybe, he's doing something in you at this moment that's preparing you for somebody that you don't even know yet. For somebody that you are in contact with currently and you're wondering why God put them there. That just maybe your perspective needs to be changed because there's something he wants to do and something he wants to prepare you for that's much greater than what you know today. Because the prayers that you and I pray, guys, too often are things that you and I can accomplish at the end of the day. Most of the prayers that you and I pray are things that aren't bigger than us. They might seem to it because you don't have it, but I promise you, if you tried, you could probably get it. Well, you know what, Lord, I don't... I'm at a place where financially, you know, uh, I need more money because I'm a poor steward of my money and I spend it. So I'm going to go ask you for a second job. That's my prayer, a second job. What do you think the right prayer is? God, teach me how to be better with my money. But that's not a prayer because then that means you have to change. It means your perspective has to change. That means everything, the way you're wired has to change. When you pray for a second job, you're saying that, God, I have the power to go do something on my own that doesn't require me to do anything but maybe work a few more hours a day. I can do that. But changing your perspective to hear prayers like, God, change me so I can be better than I am today. Change me and take me through things that are going to make me different than I am today. Those are hard prayers. Those are difficult prayers. Those are the prayers that I hear Jesus praying right here. That's the prayers that I hear him saying right now. God, whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, I am in. 
I'm going to do it. I want to be a part of that. I want to see this happen. And when you and I begin to pause and we begin to have our perspective change, guys, we will be the best prepared that we've ever been for the next thing that God wants to do in our lives. But you got to pause. You just got to pause sometimes. And I know there's people in here this morning, like I said at the beginning, you're overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed. You don't know how to deal with what's going on right now. You don't know. And uh, Eric, I've, I've, I've cried out to God. I've cried out. You don't, you, don't, you don't understand. I did it two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. In this passage that we just read, God went to the Father three times in a very short amount of time. Three times. Eric, when I was driving in my car two weeks ago, I I prayed God to do something different here. And since then, I haven't prayed. Since then, I haven't done anything. Since then, I've just been waiting for God to give me what I want. not what he's doing because the more we come to the father the more we pursue him the more your perspective changes it just changes and the more you do that the more you find out that the things you're asking for most of the time have nothing to do with him and everything to do about you and i think that's something he wants to change guys I think that's something he wants to do different i think that's something in this season that he wants us to to definitely be challenged by that how much of this is about me and how much of this is about him. And I hope, I hope that we get to this place where we understand that everything that we're doing and everything that we're about is about him. It's about him. It's not about me. And we need to get our perspective changed. We need to get on his page. We need to get on what he's doing. Could the band come back up, please? There's something about... um, that I think, as I was sitting this morning and kind of going over what we were going to do today... There was something that just kind of really stuck out to me and, and I feel like it's, I feel it's something that probably plagues most of us and the first thing that we heard in that prayer was my soul is sorrowful to the point of death. And I think that's something this morning that the Lord wants to, that he wants to deal with. He wants to come in and invade that part of your soul this morning that would say that and that would think that way. There's something he wants to do this morning in your life and that's that he wants to give you life. He wants to give you a new perspective. And for those of you this this morning that you've been just full of no hope, You think it's not going to happen. You think it's just out of bounds right now with what's happening. 
I think there's something that the Lord wants to do in you today. Not that he won't continue it tomorrow, but I think there's something today that is for some people in this room that God wants to do. And because we value, because we value your freedom and we value prayer, we're going to have this morning a group of people that are going to come up here and they're going to reserve themselves for you so they can pray with you. They can help you go to the Father this morning with whatever it is that you're carrying. Because here it is at the end of the day, you got to stop carrying it. You got to hand it over. You got to give it to him. You got to allow him to give you the perspective of what he's doing and what is happening in your life right now. And the only way that's going to happen is if you and I become people that pray and we connect with the Father. We, we have intimate moments with the Father. That's what Jesus experienced in that passage was an intimate moment with the Father. Wasn't super long. Wasn't these words that he heard. But even without words being spoken back to him that we don't see written anywhere, his perspective changed. Because the spirit of the living God that lives and dwells inside of you is the counselor that changes the perspective that you have. And that's God breathed. That his spirit poured out over us that changes us, that that helps us to recognize what he's saying and what he's doing. And this morning, as people come here, would you come here with that anticipation that God is going to change your perspective, that there's something different he's going to do, that he's going to fill your soul and bring it to life again this morning. So if I could have those, those people come up that typically pray and, and that are a part of this and just kind of line up here. We, we took a whole row out, so there's even more room, which is, which is cool. But if you guys could, could, could just come up and make yourselves available. My hope always is, guys, that you guys would take advantage of these moments. This never is a sign of weakness. It's never a sign of uh, everybody watch me and kind of know that I'm messed up. Let's just put it into this perspective and get that out of your head. We're all messed up. We're all messed up, okay? We're all messed up. We all need help. We all need more than, than what we currently have right now. We need more. We're messed up. So don't let that fear keep you from what God wants to do in you this morning. 